today on Grace to the Hearers with Pastor Eric Kluth. Now within these passages, we see two promises from God. Number one, by Jesus dying on the cross, he has conquered the sin of the world as as well the ruler of this world. Amen. Number two promise we see is believing in Jesus, then you are a child or children of the sons of light. Light equals star, star equals Jesus, Jesus equals God. Amazing. Jesus has conquered the sins of this world and the evil that once ruled it. At the cross, he accomplished this. Pastor Eric teaches us today that once Jesus resurrected, the opportunity for us to be right with God finally appeared. Now all we must do to gain an eternity with him is accept Christ into our hearts. Well, let's join Pastor Eric in the book of John chapter 12 with today's edition of Grace to the Hearers. John chapter 12, concluding our study of John 12 today, Lord willing, we've been looking at Jesus coming into the last week before he goes to the cross. A very intense week, a week that a lot of people are familiar with, the events and stuff like that. And so thus far we have seen the people coming up to Jerusalem to get ready to celebrate Passover. And so people were flocking up to Jerusalem at this time. And and in fact, the people came out to meet Jesus at Bethany. And the people were praising, saying, Hosanna, Hosanna, you guys recall? And and they were crying out to Jesus, uh, Hosanna meaning save now. And the people, the Jewish people were looking for a savior to take them out of the hand of the Romans physically. But we know that Jesus was coming into Jerusalem to do so much more greater work than deliver from the Romans. He was going to deliver man from the sin that entraps all man. And Jesus was coming to set us all free. Huge week. And so then we see after the triumphal entry, then we see last week that there was a couple of Greeks who came also up to the feast to worship. And they asked Philip, they said, hey, Philip, we'd like to see Jesus. And Philip told Andrew, then Andrew and Philip come to Jesus. And then Jesus says, hey, I will be found if you are following me and obeying my commandments. I will be with you. And so thus far, as we come into the remainder of the chapter, we will see that uh, Jesus is going to proclaim his death, predict it. He predicts his death and what's going to take place. We're also going to see the people that they believe, but they have not confessed Jesus. So it's going to be an interesting study as we look into the word here this morning, because uh, we're going to see that even after Jesus has predicted the way that he is going to die, the people were still blind. They had a hard heart. It's mind-blowing to me. And then not only from that point that they're blind, but then yet there's some that believe, even that we'll see in our text today, that there were some Pharisees, those who were of the church, who believed in their heart, but they did not want to confess because they were afraid of man. Fits in in today's society, totally. And so I truly believe that God has a good word for us this morning. A good word that is challenging. A good word that is encouraging. Because I do believe that the return of Jesus is soon. It is soon. Many of us say amen, hallelujah, 
But we know that God is long-suffering and patient, and he still wants more to come to him. And I say amen to that too. This morning, I titled the message, if you're a note-taker, who do you side with? Who do you side with? Do you remember that story where Jesus, the true story, where Jesus got down and was starting writing in the sand, right? This morning, in a sense, I had just this picture of Jesus writing in the sand a line, just drawing a line. And this morning, he has challenged us with the question, who do you side with? Who do you side with? Let's get into the word. I would say that this is a be alert kind of morning. As the Bible describes the end days, we are living in these days. Jesus said this in Matthew 24, 35 through 37. He says, heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will no means pass away. But of that day and hour, no one knows, not even the angels of heaven, but my father only. But as the days of Noah were, so also will the coming of the Son of Man be. My friends, we are living in the days of Noah. We are living in the days of Lot. Please be alert this morning. Because the Son of Man is coming soon. The Son of Man is coming soon. Section 1, verses 27 through 36. Jesus says, Now my soul is troubled. And what shall I say? Father, save me from this hour. But for this purpose, I came to this hour. Father, glorify your name. Then a voice came from heaven saying, I have both glorified it and will glorify it again. Verse 29. Therefore, the people who stood by and heard it said that it had thundered. Others said, an angel has spoken to him. Jesus answered and said, This voice did not come because of me, but for your sake. Now this is the judgment of this world. Now the ruler of this world will be cast out. And I, if I lifted up from the earth, will draw all peoples to myself. This he said, signifying by what death he would die. The people answered him, We have heard from the law that the Christ remains forever. How can you say the Son of Man must be lifted up? Who is the Son of Man? Then Jesus said to them, A little while longer the light is with you. Walk while you have the light, lest darkness overtake you. He who walks in darkness does not know where he is going. While you have the light, believe in the light that you may become sons of light. These things Jesus spoke and departed and was hidden from them. In verse 27, Jesus refers to a statement that he made in the previous verses when he said in verse 23, the hour has come, the Son of Man should be glorified. He goes back to that in verse 27. He, he asks the question, now is my soul troubled? Now it doesn't say that in the New King James, but in the King James Version it says, now is my soul troubled? Now should I be troubled because it is my time to be glorified? No, I'm not going to be troubled because it is God's name that needs to be glorified. He has prepared me. I, I, I have come for this purpose. For this hour, I have come. Well, what is he speaking of? Knowing that was going to lead at the end of the week, that he would be lifted up for all peoples. My soul, 
Now is my soul troubled. Should I say, Father, save me from this hour? I praise God that he didn't say that. I'm glad Jesus went to the cross for my sins. Because without Jesus, I cannot have that relationship with the Father. I have no access to the Father in heaven. Because Jesus says, I am the only way. I'm the only way. Jesus understood it was his time to be glorified. To be full of glory. To be honored. Jesus understood that. Jesus goes on, like I said, for this purpose I have come to this hour. As soon as Jesus spoke these words, we see a voice that came from heaven. I have been glorified. I have both glorified it and will glorify it again. I believe God the Father was speaking these words. I have both glorified it and will glorify it again. Friends, Jesus says his concern is that the Father is glorified. That the Father is glorified. The response of the people when the voice of heaven came down is like, some of them were saying, man, did you hear that thunder? And the others were like, an angel spoke to him. An angel spoke to him. No, there's thunder in the area. Well, there's no clouds. I don't know if there was clouds. I'm just speculating. But there's thunder in the sky. Then God comes out. Jesus comes out. Jesus is God. And said that this voice was not for me, but it was for you. Jesus said, Father, glorify your name. The response is, I have and I will do it again. Did you catch that? Father, your name be glorified. And God's response is, is I have and I will do it again. Man, how has the Father been glorified? He sent Jesus to be the offering for the remission of sins. How will the Father's name be glorified again? By raising Jesus up from the dead and conquering death and sin. Amazing. Now, this was the third time that God gave testimony that Jesus is the Son of God. The third time that he gave testimony that Jesus is the Son of God. We saw it at Jesus' baptism. Then we saw it at the Mount of... When Jesus was transformed in his transfiguration. And then we now see it the third time here, the week before Jesus goes to the cross. Jesus states how the cross will bring him and his father glory in verses 31 through 32. Jesus states that him being glorified would bring judgment on the world, not only on the world, but the prince and the ruler of this world. Interesting, right? Oh, by the way, the ruler of this world is Satan, a.k.a. the devil. The cross of Christ judges the people of this world, which we'll see here soon in our study. But not only that, the cross of Christ brought judgment upon the prince of this world. Jesus said, I am going to be lifted up from the earth. The word lifted up has two meanings, okay, in the Greek. Hoopso means literally to be elevated, okay? Literally means to be elevated, but it also means to be raised in honor or rank. 
And so by Jesus being placed on the cross, lifted up, not only is that fulfilling physical lifting up, but he is saying that he is going to be honored and glorified. Interesting. Jesus being lifted on the cross would bring him honor. Now the crowd didn't understand this. The people said, we have heard about the Christ. We've heard about the Christ. And according to the law, the Christ is going to last forever. How can you say that he's going to be lifted up? The people might have had the mindset of what the prophet Micah said. Micah 4.7 says this, I will make, make the lame a remnant and the outcast a strong nation. So the Lord will reign over them in Mount Zion from now on even forever. They didn't understand the resurrection. Even the disciples did not get the resurrection, even after Jesus told them that he would be raised. I mean, if you guys recall, remember back in Matthew, Jesus said this to the disciples. He said, behold, we are going up to Jerusalem, and the Son of Man will be betrayed to the chief priests and scribes, and they will condemn him to death and deliver him to the Gentiles to mock and to scourge and to crucify And the third day he will rise again. Jesus has just wrapped up what is going to take place. But yet they didn't understand. They didn't, how can he, how can the Messiah be, how can he die? Well, Jesus has said, on the third day he will rise again. And he did rise again. Jesus is alive. He's alive. Without the resurrection, man, (laughs) what are we doing here? Jesus is alive. Jesus had told the disciples that he was going to die, but again he says he would be raised, therefore fulfilling Micah 4.7, because Jesus is alive forever and ever. Jesus then encourages the people to follow the light. The The crowd was asking who the Son of Man was, and Jesus responds, follow the light. You want to know who the Son of Man is? Follow the light. The light that is with you. He was speaking of himself. Remember our study previously? How Jesus proclaimed that he was the light of the world in the temple? He's the light of the world. So again, he is cry- he's crying out to the people. I'm him. I'm the Messiah. I'm the Son of God. I'm the light. Follow me. Who's the Son of God? Hello, I'm right here. Interesting enough, the word light can mean in the Greek, star. And in the book of Revelations, chapter 22, with this understanding that light can also refer to star, sure enough, Jesus said this in Revelation twenty-two sixteen: I, Jesus, have sent my angel to testify to you these things in the churches. I am the root and the offspring of David, the bright and morning star. Again, Jesus is referring to him as the light. He is the light, communicating to the the people of Israel. I am him. I am the Messiah. I am the Christ. Jesus continues to ask the people to believe in him so that they can become sons of the light. Did you guys catch that? Verse 36. While you have the light, believe in the light that you may become sons of the light. Jesus encourages the people to become sons of the light. Well, that takes us back to John chapter 1, verse 12. Because 
The Bible says this, but as many as received him, to them he gave the right to become children of God to those who believe in his name. So Jesus is saying here in John 12, become sons of the light. Become sons of God. Well, how do you do that? Everybody's a child of God. No, that's not what the Bible says. The Bible says it's to those who believe and receive in him. Well, who's him, church? Jesus Christ. Jesus spoke these words, and then it says that he hid from them because it was not yet his hour. Now, within these passages, we see two promises from God. Number one, by Jesus dying on the cross, he has conquered the sin of the world as as well the ruler of this world. Amen. Number two promise we see is believing in Jesus, then you are a child or children of the sons of light. Light equals star, star equals Jesus, Jesus equals God. Amazing. Amazing section. Jesus is crying out to the people. In a sense, it's the 11th hour for him. The final time. This is the final time that he addresses a multitude of people. So what do you think that the Savior of the world is going to be proclaiming the last opportunity before he goes to the cross? He's going to give the gospel. He's going to give the gospel. The gospel is what changes life. The good news of Jesus Christ. The cross may be foolishness to those who are perishing, but it is light, right, to those who understand Jesus is crying out his last week for people. Follow the light. You will become sons of the light. Sons of God. Believe. My soul is not troubled because for this purpose I have come. The bigger picture, right? Still many people didn't didn't believe. As we see in verses 37 through 41, we see John's kind of take of what's going on here. His little insert that the Lord led him to write. He says this, but although he had done so many signs before them, they did not believe in him. The Lord has believed our reports. And to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? John then says, therefore they could not believe because Isaiah said again, he has blinded their eyes and hardened their hearts. Lest they should see with their eyes, lest they should understand with their hearts in turn so that I should heal them. Verse 41. These things Isaiah said when he saw his glory and spoke of him. John recalls what the prophet Isaiah said. He said, Who has believed our report? And to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? Isaiah 53, 1. God called Israel's heart out in the days of Isaiah. He was calling them out. But God knew that they would reject him. They, he knew that they would reject him because God is all-knowing. If you look at that in Isaiah 53, 3, it says this, he is despised and rejected by men, a man of sorrows and uh, acquainted with grief. And we hid, as it were, our faces from him. He was despised and we did not esteem him. This is the heart that was revealed that the prophet Isaiah was speaking about in the children of Israel. They rejected the Messiah. They rejected him. And we see it coming to pass in John. 
And John recalls this by the Holy Spirit. He recalls this, that Isaiah said this. And so therefore he writes it because we just read that Jesus did many signs, yet they did, many did not believe in him. Their heart was hardened. Their heart was hardened. So John points out the reasons why they had these hearts. You know, he, he again quotes specifically Isaiah, in verse 4, he specifically quotes out Isaiah 6, 9 through 10. These were the words God instructed Isaiah to speak to Israel after Isaiah said, Here I am, I will go for you. Remember that? Remember in Isaiah when God says, who will go for us? And Isaiah says, here I am. I will go. Okay, great, Isaiah. This is what I want you to say. They're going to be hardened to my message. They're not going to hear the words that I speak through you, but I want you to do it. God knew that this would be the heart of man when Jesus came. They would reject him and despise him. Therefore, God gave man in our text, Israel, over to their heart's desire. But I believe that God gives man over to his heart's desire today because God doesn't change. He's the same God yesterday, today, and forever. God does the same thing with you and me today. God allows you to harden your hearts towards him. He allows you to harden your hearts towards him. God gives you what you desire. Those who choose to reject Jesus, then guess what? You choose not to receive and accept Jesus, then you don't have to spend eternity with him. You don't have to. If that's your choice, you don't have to spend eternity with Jesus Christ. You don't. God gives you over to that choice. Back to our text, verses 42 through 50, we are going to see that Jesus goes back and is speaking. And John recalls Jesus speaking to the people once more. Verse 42, Nevertheless, even among the rulers, many believed in him. But because of the Pharisees, they did not confess him, lest they should be put out of the synagogue. For they loved the praise of men more than the praise of God. I have that circled in my Bible. Because that is such a a heart-revealing verse. Verse 44, Then Jesus cried out and said, He who believes in me believes not in me, but in him who sent me. And he who sees me sees him who sent me. I have come as light into the world. What did he just instruct them to do? Follow the light, right? He comes again. I have come as light into the world, that whoever believes in me should not abide in darkness. And if anyone hears my words and does not believe, I do not judge him, for I did not come to judge the world, but to save the world. He who rejects me and does not receive my words has that which judges him. The word that I have spoken will judge him in the last day. Verse 49, For I have not spoken on my own authority, but the Father who sent me gave me a command, which I should say and which I should speak. In verse 50, and, and I know that, this, that his command is everlasting life. Therefore, whatever I speak, just as the Father has told me, so I speak. That's all the time we have for today on Grace to the Hearers. Thank you for joining us for our verse-by-verse study through the book of John. 
Pastor Eric Kluth will continue this series on the next edition of Grace to the Hearers. But right now, we'd like to offer you a CD copy of today's message free of charge. Just send us an email at info at gracetothehearers.com. That's info at gracetothehearers.com. Be sure to mention today's date. We'd also like to invite you to learn more about Grace to the Hearers by visiting our website at gracetothehearers.com. You'll discover Pastor Eric's heart for this ministry and also find out about more places you can listen to sound, biblical teachings like this one. There are also resources available to enhance your own time studying the Word of God. That's all at gracetothehearers.com. Well, we are so blessed to be able to share God's Word with you. We hope that it's not your only source of spiritual nourishment. The Bible reminds us frequently of the importance of a church community, and we also encourage you to find a church family to support you in your walk with Jesus. If you happen to be in the Coolidge area, we'd love to have you join us at Calvary Chapel Coolidge. We meet every Sunday at 10 a.m., and you'll find our location information and directions at our website, gracetothehearers.com. We do hope you've been blessed by Pastor Eric's message today from the book of John. Join us again as we continue to look deeper into the Word, right here on Grace to the Hearers.